Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader both personally and professionally. I am Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. And I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. Today, we get to chat with Stephanie Hendrickson, vice president in DaVita's Kidney Care Operations Innovation Division. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Stephanie, we are so thrilled to have you on the show today to talk about an important topic, how to manage your manager. It's definitely a topic that many people have struggled with, including me. So let's kick off this conversation with, why do you think this topic is so important? Yeah. Um, it's a it's a good question, and and I was looking forward to to the conversation because, truthfully, this goes way back for me to when I first started um, my career. Um, my dad was a a forty year uh, Boeing guy, and I remember when I first started, uh, kind of after college, my my first what I'll say kind of real job. He pulled me aside and he said. Stephanie, I have something something to tell you that I think is is important that you keep in mind as you go through your career. I said, "Sure, Dad. What's that?" Um, and what he said actually rubbed me really the wrong way when he first said it, um, <laughs> and that was because he said, "You need to remember that no one cares about your career as much as you do." And I remember sitting there thinking, "Well, that's." That's great. So I'm starting out. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not really even sure what my job responsibilities are, and and I care the most. Um, what am I supposed to do with that information? And that was kind of my introduction to this whole concept of of managing your manager. And I guess maybe a different way I would say it is just taking control of your career. It's just this concept that in order for for you or in order for me to to really move forward in any job I've ever had, I had to be the one that was not only thinking about what I did each and every day, but also thinking about how I then took that to whoever my boss was at the time to make sure it resonated just as much with them as it did with me. Yeah, I, I like that. So I'm I'm also hearing too... Stephanie, what your dad was saying, and I, I love that you said that it rubbed you the wrong way initially, because I think that I think when we're given advice, uh, sometimes, especially from our parents, it can it can often rub, rub us the wrong way, and we got to sit with it for a little bit. So I, I love what he said, and what I'm also hearing that is, as a leader, it's it's not just about leading the people who report to you; it's it's also about leading the person you report to. Is is that what your dad was saying? Is that you've kind of got to do both of those things as yeah. well? Yeah, that's exactly right, Grace. And and where he was going with it is, and it took me a while to kind of figure this out, but the person that you report to, they often have, you know, a lot on their plate. They might have thousands of things going on at any given moment. And as much as you'd love to believe that what you're working on is the most important to them, there's a chance that it's not, right? And so it is your job to, to really make sure that um, what it is you're doing and how you're... Um, how you're meeting with them, um, it's on you, right, to, to just really kind of manage up to them and make sure they understand who you are, where you're at, um, because it's it's not their job, again, amidst the thousands of things that they might be working on in a given day, it's not their job to figure it out for you. Yeah, I, lo- I love how we're entering this conversation, Stephanie. Um, actually, I have like 10 different things my father has said to me that I don't, <laughs> that rubbed me the wrong way when I heard them, and now I couldn't agree with them more. So I am right there with you. So let's zoom in a little bit more here and um, 
And I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you would define managing your manager. Yeah, yeah. So when I think about um, managing your manager, I think about it in, in sort of two ways. I think the first is really critical that you understand who your manager is as a person. And let me give you an example of why that matters. Um, I've had bosses throughout my career that were really different people, and you can categorize that maybe they were more introverted or extroverted or more or less attention to detail mattered to them. And if I didn't show up to a conversation or a meeting with them really, really clear in my mind on what that style was, no matter what I presented, if I thought it was the most amazing thing there there was, it wasn't going to land well. And so um, one way that kind of specifically played out for me um, is I've had, I get, let's go to the, the detail point. I've had bosses who, when I wanted to, or when I wanted to present information to them, they wanted to open the Excel spreadsheet and go through the math and go to the thousandth decimal place to basically understand, did I actually know what I was talking about? So that's sort of one extreme. And then I've had bosses where I spent a whole bunch of time building out some beautiful PowerPoint slide and I was so, you know, I printed it in color and I was excited to present it. I went into one boss's office and I pulled out my slides, slid them across the table to him. And he looked at, he looked down at the slides and then he looked up at me and he said, I'm a little confused. If, if we were going to meet to talk through this, why did you bother writing it all down? If I could have just read this, why bother me with this conversation? And so I think what's important here is we're all different, right? We all receive and give information in different ways, or we want to receive and give information in different ways. And so if you don't know who your manager is, if you don't know them stylistically, again, you can fail right out the gate. So that's that's the first thing. And then the second thing I'd say is you need to also know what what you need in order to um, in order to thrive in your career, right? Um, I am someone who I need some type of a balance in the feedback that I might receive from from someone I report to. Um, if it's all negative, that is sort of demotivating to me. But on the flip side, if it's all positive, then I leave a conversation wondering what wasn't said and if there are certain things I should mm. know. And so one of the things I also think that's really important about managing your manager is communicating to them what you need in order to 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 be successful. And, and I'm not sure even if that's the right word, but but to just really understand what it's going to take to get you clarity on on where it is you're going. Yeah, I like how you have those two sides. It's the knowing yourself and knowing your manager. And uh, you can't have one without the other and, and be right. able to manage that relationship well. That's right. So I love that. And I also... <laughs> I loved your story about creating this beautiful PowerPoint because I've totally been there before <laughs> where I think what I've created is awesome. I've worked so hard on it and I just think it's going to be exactly what they want. And then it turns out that my intent of getting some a product to them that they are going to be amazed by actually missed the mark and it just didn't have the impact I wanted. And then I wasted my time. They wasted their time. And it's just all a huge bummer. So um, it's a, it's great to know, yeah, beforehand. Yep. Agreed. And um, Stephanie, I'd love to hear a story now, if you could share of a time when you didn't manage your manager well, maybe like bring us into like a specific example. What did you learn from that experience? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll probably tie it a little bit back to 
again, early, early in my career, um, I remember, you know, I had, I had been at my first job for, for a year and I was going in for my annual performance review and I was going into this pretty excited. It was, I thought I'd had a great year. I thought I was just crushing it in all kinds of different ways. And so I walked in, um, didn't really have anything. I think I just walked in, you know, holding nothing, just, just myself and sat across the table from my boss at the time. And, um, he kind of folded his hands, leaned forward across the table and he said, you're meeting expectations. And I was floored by the feedback. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I thought I've had an amazing year and let me, let me start kind of walking you through this. And, and it was such a a colossal miss from my, from my perspective, because here I thought I'd been doing a really good job. And again, going back to what my dad told me about kind of really taking control of your career, what I failed to recognize is my boss wasn't spending all day every day thinking about how amazing or not I was. He was looking at the facts in front of him, and he had a team of about 30 people reporting up to him at the mm. time. Uh, I was part of a, a big yeah. engineering division. And, you know, all he could do is really look back in a cursory way at the last 12 months and think to himself, well, what are the highlights of what Stephanie has done? And so by not showing up with a sort of tangible evidence of, hey, here's the stuff that I've done, but almost more importantly, B, bringing him along for that kind of ride throughout the year and making sure that we had really intentional check-ins. And again, that I was meeting him where he needed to be met in the context of my career. It was just such a miss. Um, and it was a really hard learning for me because, um, again, the the words of my father, um, it kind of haunted me a little bit that you're right. This person, it's not it's not his job to know what I do on a day to day basis. And, uh, you know, now that I'm a, a manager of other people, I, as much as I would love to be in the details of what all of the people that kind of roll up to me are doing, I'm not, if I'm being honest, we all are doing our best. And so I think it was just a really hard way to learn that. Um, if I, if I am going to manage my manager well, it's on me to bring them along for the Stephanie journey. It's not on them to kind of manage Stephanie's journey. And are there, are there any specific strategies that you've, uh, used to be able to do that, Stephanie? Yeah. Um, there are, Doug, one of the things that I took away from that, uh, and it's going to sound, um, maybe, um, a little detailed, but one of the things I took away from that is I needed to make sure that throughout the course of the year in real time, I was just keeping track of the the big things that I was doing. So whether it was things that went really well or poorly, um, I actually just started at that point at, you know, 22 years old, a, a tracker of the accomplishments and some of the, the drawbacks that I had throughout the year. Um, and truthfully to this day, it's still something that I do. Um, I don't do it at a, you know, it's not at a, I, I don't write down, well, I created a beautiful, again, PowerPoint slide, or I had a good conversation. It's the big stuff, but I do it and I do it in real time. And then I take that and I incorporate it into an ongoing dialogue with my manager just to keep it fresh. Um, but that way you don't find yourself six months down the road and trying to remind everyone, yourself, your manager, and others of the things that have happened. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, thank you for that example of when it didn't go so well. I'd, I'd love to hear now on the flip side an example, maybe a specific story of when you felt like you really managed your manager well and thought, 
yeah, I, na- I nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this one is a, a little more, it's, it's a little more recent example. Um, and what happened here is we actually got off to a really rough start. So um, at this point, I was reporting to someone who I would describe, she and I could not have more different approaches to how we sort of give and receive feedback, how we like information. Um, and that wasn't immediately clear until we sat down um, probably for the first or maybe the second time to, to go through some material. Materials, um, and one of the things that I've come to know about myself, and I think it's important again for for everyone to just realize what they respond well to is, I'm a relatively direct person, or I need to hear things directly. And so, if someone speaks in sort of metaphors or they talk around the issue. I will, in my mind, invent the worst possible thing that they're trying to say to me rather than going to a place of what are they really getting at. And so with this particular um, boss, she and I sat down again to go through these materials and we got probably 15 minutes into the conversation. And while I'm not you know, proud to say I reacted this way, but I actually slammed both of my hands down on the desk and I said, I do not understand what you're trying to tell me right now because she kept talking <laughs> around just the information and and um thankfully you know we had a a solid enough relationship that I did that and we both actually just started laughing because the the situation she knew it I knew it and so uh, again I'll get to how the, the reason this is actually a good example is we took that moment to actually just then sit back and say I was able to communicate to her listen I so appreciate the fact that you're not trying to maybe hurt my feelings or make me feel bad, but I am so confused about what's happening right now that I'm actually going to a worse place than if you were saying just the real thing. Um, And so we took that, you know, as a partnership and moving forward, um, what we realized is she hated giving constructive feed. It just wasn't really kind of her thing. She, she didn't want people to feel it, and that's fine. And so what we came to agreement on is I needed that. I personally needed that in order to move forward. And so she would give constructive feedback in writing, and then we would get together mm. and we would talk through it. And so it actually turned into this really kind of beautiful thing where she then didn't feel this sort of confrontational situation, right? But I was still getting my needs met, meaning I actually understood what was happening. And then when we got face to face, we didn't dwell on it. It was more of a, do you have questions on this? No. Okay, great. Let's move on. So I would put that in again, started off rough, but I think the the context is important because um, when you're missing the mark with how you and your manager work together, it can be really tough. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a a great negotiation to find a way forward where both of you get your needs met, which is which is really important. Um, Going to pivot a little bit and just ask you: when you're coaching other people, um, what are some of the suggestions, and what do you what do you talk about in terms of helping them manage their managers? Yeah, the. Probably the two things that come to mind when I'm coaching other people are, number one, what I've kind of touched on before is just make sure that they know how they like to operate and the person that, and also make sure they understand um, how the person that they're, the individual they're working with operates. So the relationship piece could not be more important. And then the second thing that I talk a lot um that I talk a lot about with them is just being really clear whether they are being managed or managing someone around the expectations of the relationship. So it's not enough to just know about each other, but it's also really, really important um, to understand 
when my manager says that there are ten number one priority things that have to happen. Be able to figure out what the actual one or two priorities are in that dialogue, and if you can't,、mm. you probably need to get to know them a little bit better. Or, or if you don't, just find a way to ask it because,、um, you know, that cannot be realistic at times. Yeah, and、um, I, I think that's that's so true. When we 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 try to make up what's going to happen, and then we walk away, and we don't actually ask for the clarification, or we don't find out the way in order to get get our needs met. Then we kind of both walk away feeling like we're not getting what we need, and the relationship suffers, and. You don't feel like you're doing a very good job managing your manager, or maybe they're also not do not feeling like they're doing a good job of managing you.、That's、so、exactly right. thanks so much for sharing that, Stephanie. We are at that time of the episode already. We end all of our episodes the same way by asking our guest to share one practical tip. Our listeners can go out and try right away. So, what would be your one actionable tip? For our listeners to manage their manager, yeah, I would probably go back to what I mentioned to Doug a little bit earlier. And again, I know it sounds so tactical,、um, but keep a running record of the things that happen throughout the year—the big things, whether it's good or bad. That would be my tip in whatever format works best for you, and do it in real time. Again, don't wait till many months go by because you're going to forget the nuances of it.、Um, and the reason I think that. That is achievable. I actually have a, a mentee who,、um, a, as recently as a few months ago, called,、um, and he told me, "I know that we talked about this when I first started. Where I'm still tracking to it, and it is still something that I'm going to carry with me." So, again, it might sound really mundane, but I actually think it can work. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you so much, Stephanie. That's a great tip. Thank you for being on the show today, Stephanie. It was so much fun talking to you. Thanks for sharing your stories. Yeah, thanks for letting me come. I, I really appreciate it. That was a really helpful and practical discussion with Stephanie. I loved loved her tip at the end to keep a running list of your wins and losses and to do it in real time. Yeah, that was a great. Tip, Doug. Completely agree. And speaking of tips, it is my turn to follow up on the tip from our last episode with Miles McAllister on the power of serving others. And yeah, Doug, so how did it how did it go, Grace? Yeah, Doug, you remember his tip was to eat last as a leader. And you know, I really thought quite a bit about this because、uh, you know, having served in defense department. I've also heard that term, and I also really respect that term. I respect the the way that the Marines、um, use that in their culture, and I think the way I think about it is what first occurred to me is I feel like that's what I have to do as a parent. Like when I became a mom, I literally always felt like I was eating last, and in fact, I still do because I get you know I like in my household I like to make the food, and so when we sit down for dinner, I'm usually the last one to sit down because I'm like plating everybody else's stuff. So I. Definitely get that, and I feel good that my family is fed. Right, 
Like it makes mm. me feel good that they are taken care of and for me to eat last. That makes me feel secure. Um, and, and so when I think about it as a leader at DeVita, I, I think about it in the same way. And it's not, it's not food, although I do like to give food to my teammates, but it's not always about food. It's about making sure that I understand what their needs are. And I really try to give my energy to them because in, as what Miles said, that's, that's what I'm there for. I'm there to serve them, not the other way around. And so I try to think about what they need and try to give my energy there and then figure out, okay, is there something that I need to dedicate my time to that's only, you know, only for me or only serving myself in that particular role. But that's such, such a last um, thought. And that, that makes me feel good about being a leader and feel like I'm doing what I'm, what I'm supposed to do. So great uh, conversation with Miles and a great reminder of how we are supposed to lead here at DaVita. Excellent. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing, Grace. Really appreciate your your uh, sharing that. And I'm I'm picturing you cooking for your family in the. I don't know why, but I can just see the picture. The, like I have this image of your face and the pride of, you know, feeding your family. So um, so that's that's cool. Um, for our listeners, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. So please check out these uh, show notes and click on the listener mail link to find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voice message. And if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, please, please, please go over and click that subscribe button so you do not miss any of our episodes. That's right, Doug. And if you all enjoy these these episodes, these podcasts, please rate us on iTunes or click on the survey link in our show notes so we know how we're doing. See you next week. One for all. And all for one.